0: Welcome to General Conference. Press on. Hold fast. Heed not. If we want to find balance in life, and if we want the Savior to lift us heavenward, then our commitment to him and his gospel can't be casual or occasional. You're stronger than
1: you think. Help is available from others and especially from God. You are loved and valued and needed. We need you. Fear not and believe only. When the storms in life come, you can be steady
0: because you are standing on the rock of your faith in Jesus Christ.
1: We have never needed positive spiritual momentum more than we do now. To counteract the speed with which evil and the darker signs of times are intensifying. The kingdom of glory we receive in the final judgment is determined by the laws we chose to abide in our Heavenly Father's loving plan. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to General Conference Review, the podcast all about what the prophets, seers, and revelators of these last days share at General Conference. And we ask the important question, how have we taken what we have heard in General Conference and applied those principles into our lives? All right, so... Uh... Todd and I are super excited to be uh, doing our another general conference review this week. We're doing the talk by Elder Uchtdorf from April 2022 General Conference called "Our Heartfelt All." So nice to be talking to you tonight, Todd.
0: Uh, it's good to good to be chatting with you, Kevin. It's been a little while.
1: It's yeah, it's been a little while. You've been mm. all over the place.
0: Yeah, we've been traveling all over creation, and uh summertime's hit, so we've all been busy and just doing all the things. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah it like gets nice out. Yeah, it's lovely. Uh, this is a really fantastic talk. We know that we say that about all of them. <laughs> but this is, a, this is a really good one. Uh, yeah, agreed. <laughs> and uh, it's pretty our heartfelt all. It's about giving uh, an appropriate effort. Uh, it talks about the widow's might story. It goes through how do we balance uh, things in our life. It gives us some ideas about that. It goes through sacrifice and consecration, what that looks like. And, um, sort of, and then it gives us some encouragement towards the end that you can do this, even though this seems a little bit tough at the start. So I guess without further ado, let's jump into this. Yeah, let's do it. The widow's my wonderful, lovely story. Um, and then, I don't know, I wanted to start with... I'm just going to jump into it reading this paragraph. So uh, I don't think we need to go over the widow's mite super much, but there's people giving offerings and donations. And this lovely woman gives this extremely small donation of two mites. And the Lord follows up with this. And he says, when comparing with others that were donating a lot of money, for all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her went... (laughs) did she of her wand to cast in all that she had even all her living with this simple observation the savior taught us how offerings are measured in his kingdom and it's quite different from the way we usually measure things to the lord the value of the donation was measured not by the effect it had on the treasury but by the effect it had on the heart of the donor and i love this um <laughs> It's it sort of reminds me of sometimes like the uh, like to mock uh, millennials, which <laughs> is always fun, like the hashtag blessed thing and uh, things like that. Look at all these wonderful things I'm doing. And this is <laughs> it's not about the effect that you're having on the treasury. It's not about the money that you're donating. It's the effects that that's having on your heart. What's going on with you personally? And I love that that. Thought process that uh, Elder Uptorf points out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, it actually brings me back to um, our trip we just went on. We went and visited Southern Utah, and we went and we just you know basically killing time one day, and we were near Cove Fort. And I don't know if you know about Cove Fort, but it basically was a, a fort or a way station between two cities or two towns at the time. And, and you know it was too far to travel between these two towns. It was too, too far for the telegraph to communicate effectively. So they, they built this fort. Well, they called the man. Uh, he went he without delay, went. Uh, his name was Ira Hinkley, went without delay. He, he supervised the crew in building this fort. Um, you know And it was like 30 years this fort was in existence, but it was a pretty huge ask, right? Utah was not what it is now. Um, you know, you're basically going out into the desert or out into the, and this wasn't necessarily the desert. It was cold there. It was high altitude. It was, it was, it was tough. And they built this fort out of volcanic rock. And the whole time, I'm relating it to or comparing it to the family history that I have, and thinking that this sacrifice that was made uh, was a fairly great sacrifice. And look at this thing that was built. But more importantly, look at what it did to the family who did it, <laughs> and the family who built it. And, and we have a prophet, a Latter-day prophet that I grew up with, Gordon B. Hinckley, who is a grandson of Ira Hinckley. I think I have that genealogy right. But, but I, the whole thought I had was it, it fortified this family. It made them strong and united and, and a rock solid testimony. And within a few generations, we have a prophet of God from that lineage. And uh, and that's the widow's might That's somebody who gave their all, mm-hmm. you know, however, whatever that looks like. It doesn't need to yeah. be an abundance of coins. It doesn't need to be whatever. It's five loaves and two fishes, but they gave it all.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. I've, I've never heard that. But uh, once again, it doesn't matter <laughs> what the effect is other than what's on the heart and yes we know that there's wonderful things that can be done by helping and sacrificing we we do know that but the lord is concerned about our individual selves yeah and often he use uses us to bless others and that's wonderful as well that's right uh you know what the next couple uh paragraphs are fantastic too i'm just going to read the next two is that okay sure
0: sure yeah give her
1: Uh, In praising this faithful widow, the Savior gave us a standard to measure our discipleship in all of its many expressions. Jesus taught that our offering may be large or may be small, but either way, it must be our heartfelt all. This principle is echoed in the plea of the Book of Mormon prophet Amalachi. Come unto Christ, who is the Holy One of Israel, and partake of his salvation and the power of his redemption. Yea, come unto him and offer your whole souls as an offering unto him. Which is, <clears throat> you know, we're talking a heartfelt all. We're talking wording it another way, saying, offer your whole souls as an offering unto him. And when I hear about this, I'm kind of like, oh, but I have stuff I'd rather do than this. <laughs> mm-hmm. This sounds like too much. This sounds like too hard. And so I really appreciate where he goes talking about balance in this talk.
0: Yeah, and what's interesting, <laughs> sorry, you go off. jump in uh i think last time we talked about this david a bednar analogy about spinning the plates and how you got to cha- you know spin the appropriate plate you can't spin all the plates at the same mm-hmm, time you got to mm-hmm. spin the one that and and i've always liked that one but then when i read this i liked it more because <laughs> he says he this goes perhaps good. perhaps our challenge is that we think balance means dividing our time evenly among competing interests Viewed in this way, our commitment to Jesus Christ would be one of the many things we need to fit into our busy schedules, but perhaps there's another way to look at it. And so I like this analogy yeah. of sharing it, and it ties perfectly with President Nelson's uh, view on spiritual momentum.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, this is lovely. Uh, right? So he talks about how to balance while riding a bike, and then he talks about how airplanes lift and fly. Uh, And the importance of forward momentum. So if I can jump, I'll jump down to there. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the section that he's got under lift flying like an airplane, we get down a little further. And it says, just as forward momentum keeps a bicycle balanced and upright, moving forward helps an aircraft overcome the pull of gravity and drag. What does this mean for us as disciples of Jesus Christ? It means that if we want to find balance in life and we want the Savior to lift us heavenward, then our commitment to him and his gospel can't be casual or occasional. Like the widow at Jerusalem, we must offer him our whole souls. And then the next paragraph I'll just read because it's my favorite one, I think. (laughs) Being a disciple of Jesus Christ is not just one of many things we do. The Savior is the motivating power behind all that we do. He is not a rest stop in a journey. He is not a scenic byway or even a major landmark. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by Jesus Christ. That is the way and our ultimate destination. Destination. <laughs> I love this because, uh, you know, in my life, oftentimes I I build myself up into different, uh, you know, different personalities, different sections, different types of life, where they're there's Kevin when he's at work. There's Kevin as a father. There's Kevin as a spouse. There's Kevin as someone who likes to go play hockey once a week. There's Kevin as someone who likes to play soccer or who wants to coach his kids or or goes to church on Sunday. And like Elder Uchtdorf talked about, how that's really hard if we're trying to balance all those things. Mm-hmm. But if we have this one line item, this one true thing, this constant that we are disciples of Jesus Christ and the idea is that it spreads out to everything it's a part of Kevin as a soccer coach, it's a part of Kevin when he's at work, it's a part of whatever that looks like it's not our only focus but it shows up in all aspects of our life yeah
0: I I think when it becomes our main focus all the other uh, aspects in life fall into their appropriate
1: Mm -hmm. place yes right it doesn't mean
0: they don't happen it just means they follow their appropriate prioritization i, I yep. want to say like you know i like i like what I like. I like i like watching a hockey game and i like watching tv shows i like but like if they become the pri- uh, priority and i focus on those over what i should be focused on mm-hmm. then then i then then we have a problem <laughs> but you yeah know, if, you know, I get my one episode in a week because that's all the all the time I have after all the other things. Then, you know, I, I see no issue with that, mm-hmm. as long as I'm not, uh, you know, killing, killing time watching it or, you know, excessively watching or whatever else. I'm still getting all the other things. in.
1: well, and it, yeah, and it's such a wonderful thing. Uh, someone sort of talked about this idea with me about uh, whether it's like fabric on a tie, <laughs> and how you can have a tie maybe my tie is just all blue and then I've got gold stripes and the gold stripes are kind of like the influence of Jesus Christ in our lives. So our, our life would be the tie. And as we go through life, we hope that Jesus Christ shows up more and more in that pattern, Mm -hmm. that, that that's where it shows up that when we make choices, we make, we have that in mind is this bringing me closer to Christ and also how am I acting in that situation? So, yeah, I, I just love this. I just love this idea of trying to have that more central because once again, uh, as we talked is when I hear this of, you know, your heart felt all your whole soul into this. I'm just like, Oh my goodness, this sounds too much. (laughs) And this breaks it down and says, well, hold on. You can still have a life. You can still do things.
0: Yeah, you can. And uh, (laughs) that's kind of what I appreciate about sacrifice here. He jumps into sacrifice and consecration. Perfect. Because sacrifice is, um, I think when we put the appropriate focus or the put our our, our focus on the appropriate things, um, all, all other things fall out of place and there might be some things we just don't have time for anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's hard. It's hard to let go of those things um, because we like what we like. And And I heard a good... Uh, analogy is basically was talking about uh, we have this altar of God. We mm-hmm. put all these things on there that we've been asked to give up and sacrifice you know, to the Lord so that we can consecrate and, and sanctify our lives. And, uh, you know, we're looking at it and thinking, well, I, I, I like that one and I like that one. And so you kind of take them when you put them behind your back and the Lord says, yeah these look pretty good well what about these other things and and you're like what about these other things <laughs> I, I like these other things yeah yeah and and the lord said well that's what i want like you talk, he was talking about uh abraham being like i you know i know you love isaac and i know you want 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 him but uh, i'm gonna need it i'm gonna need isaac it's is a pretty hard ask right mm-hmm. uh and we do this all the time with like, oh, I really like my hockey or I really like my, you know, Sunday sports or I really like my
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, whatever, you, know, you name it. Um, I like my video game time. Um, and the interesting thing and the way it was described in this talk that I listened to was, you know, the Lord will say, that's okay. I can wait. You let me know when you're ready to give it up. Uh, just so you know, I can't die. <laughs> <laughs> so so basically at some point in our life we're going to recognize that holy you know we got to like make this decision uh, mm-hmm. if we're going to sacrifice this thing because you know we're, we're basically stifling our own growth by refusing to sacrifice and give it up give up something we love to the god we love even more and we have to decide which one we love more the thing or, or our god mm-hmm. yeah and, that, and w- go ahead well, oh, I was going to say, and that's not to say we have to sacrifice everything, No, but what we should do uh, on an individual basis is identify one thing in our life that we probably shouldn't be doing or probably could be doing less. And, and you know, I don't care what it yeah. is. Some people exercise to, to the nth degree and spend, you know, 20 hours a week exercising. Some people read, you know, four hours a day and, like, well, that's great. Those are great things to do. Is that the most important things we could be doing? Are could we be out with the missionaries? Could we be putting that time into the scriptures? Could we be could we be talking to our neighbors and serving them? You know, there's yeah. other things out there beyond whatever we're putting our, a lot of our energies into. Anyway, that's my soapbox. I'll get off it. No, that's it's good. Tangent, the, tangent number one.
1: It's uh it's uh it's an interesting thought process because like as soon as you're saying it sacrifice sacrifice i'm like wow you don't have to give up everything No, (laughs) right that's no that's my justification right but yeah growth is being willing to give up everything right like there's a there's a different connotation here is uh yes there are things that i can still do i love to read whatever yeah i would like to continue to be able to read but (laughs) If I'm willing to give up something to to serve others, the blessings and my growth will be significantly more than if mm-hmm. I just read four hours a day every day, seven days a week. Right? Now, is yeah. it okay to read all days every once in a while? Of course it is. Yeah. We need rest. We need whatever. And it doesn't matter what example we're using. That's just the example I'm using right now of reading. Oh, yeah. Because I'm a big reader. I love to read. So... <laughs> but it's that willingness and the Lord's looking for that willingness, that actual, what is your heartfelt? all? What are you willing to put in to grow, to know me?
0: That's the widow's mite right there.
1: Yeah. And I love putting it it all. Yeah. And I love the idea of sacrifice versus consecration where he talks about, um, we consecrate something to be used in the Lord's service. So if I go back and I'm saying that, We're just running with the reading. If I'm every day, I'm reading four days, four hours a day. And all of a sudden I'm like, well, I'm going to sacrifice that. I'm going to stop reading. So now I've got four hours of time. If I don't do anything useful with that four hours of time, I might as well just be reading. (laughs) 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 Right? Like if I'm just going to now watch TV for four hours or play on my phone for four hours, I need to take that extra time I've created and consecrate it. (laughs) And do something good for the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, put in some meaningful effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Here goes consecration is different from sacrifice in at least one important way. When we consecrate something, we don't leave it to be consumed upon the altar. Rather, we put it to use in the Lord's service. We dedicate it to him and its holy purposes. We receive the talents that the Lord has given us and strive to increase them, man- uh, manifold, to become even more helpful in building the Lord's kingdom, and uh, and I like it because it, we're just we it's it's about self improvement and being better and we're you know we're picking on reading a whole bunch right now but uh, <laughs> you know the 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 another talk I listened to on while we were driving uh, I think it was a Hank Smith talk and he talked about how one of his good friends John Milton the third taught himself how to read. Or how, taught himself how to speak Spanish and Chinese within a, a couple of years, like two or three years. He taught himself two different languages.
1: That's pretty impressive.
0: And and Hank Smith was blown away by this because he's like, "You're a busy guy. How do you have time to do this?" And He goes, "Well, like, oh, you know, like we all, you know, I just make sure make make time." And Hank Smith he says, "Well, I speak Netflix. That's what, <laughs> that's what I speak." <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, and it's true, we all have time. We all have things in our life, yeah. and that's where that sacrifice and consecration uh, fall in. Do we, mm-hmm. Are we willing to sacrifice Netflix so that we can consecrate time to reading the Book of Mormon more regularly, or diving into the scriptures, or focusing on our come follow me with our families? You know, I'm, I love sitting down and plopping next to my wife for an hour of downtime as much as the next person. Mm-hmm. one of our favorite things to do and uh but is there something better we could be doing with that time
1: yeah and once again like it's okay to do it here and there but yeah but yeah but uh, it's where what are where our hearts at which is a really interesting thing because I can't look at you and say that you watching Netflix an hour a night or something is is good bad or indifferent and I yeah, should, it's... but. It's the importance of us not judging, is because I don't know what your heartfelt all is compared to mine or compared yeah. to anyone else's.
0: That's right, and that's absolutely. <clears throat> I think we said this offline, but that's absolutely where like Jesus Christ is the judge. Mm-hmm. He knows what your heartfelt all is. He knows what my heartfelt all is. He knows what the widow's heartfelt mm-hmm. all, and he knows what those other people donating whatever tithing they were their home. but those people weren't necessarily yeah. evil right they 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 could have been you know very righteous people donating what they thought was reasonable and 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 yeah. they were just fine but it's it's different right and that's yeah. it's for the savior to, to judge really yeah and, and and we can tell ourselves you know what is all that's where temple recommend questions come in like yeah you know, we we're really our harshest critic and our harshest judge Yep. On, on whether or not we've consecrated our time and talents and whether or not we're worthy to enter the Lord's house and those kinds of things, right?
1: Well, and, and even at this, like the, the Lord loves effort, right? Going back to oh, President yeah. Nelson. And we, the youth theme has been strived to be. So if you're at a point in your life where you're like, oh, I could do more, you don't need to go 100% and do more. <laughs> yeah. You need to do a yeah. little. And that's all that's pick, being asked.
0: Pick away. Don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like uh, uh, Jeff, Jeffery Holland. He has a quote that says, "Be ye therefore perfect, eventually."
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, we, yeah.
0: Get, we will get there. It's a process. <clears throat> you know, like the Lord understands it. Our heavenly Father understands it. They've lived life, and uh, but but what we need to do is identify those things, work on them. You know, pick away. Try and be yeah.
1: better. This uh, reminds me, I hope I haven't told this story on this <laughs> general conference <laughs> review before, but I'm going to it. Uh, I took up biking a whole bunch and walking. I'm trying to walk and bike everywhere to be healthier, live a healthier lifestyle. And I'm not perfect at it, but I, if I have an opportunity, I do. And we live up a really big hill. And mm-hmm. it is a pain to ride my bike up that hill. And so, you know, the first month of me doing this, I'm stopping, I'm walking up most of the hill each time. And that's my heartfelt all at the time. Completely. Yeah. I could not ride up a hill. No, it was a steep hill. It doesn't matter. I couldn't ride up the hill on my bike. And then eventually, eventually, my legs got stronger. And my will of understanding that, oh, I can ride up this hill. And I remember the first time I did it, I was just like, this is amazing. <laughs> I am but, the greatest biker in all <laughs> Yeah, I'm the greatest. <laughs> I should have a gold medal up here. Where's Yeah. Uh, but just that thought process of my heart felt all had increased. And if someone looking out there would have been like, Kevin is not giving his all, he's yeah. not even riding up his, his bike all the way. He's hopping off and walking.
0: Look how slowly he made yeah. it up. The hill. <laughs>
1: yeah. And even now that I can ride up the hill, it's not fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't have to get off and walk. <laughs> so it's just interesting, right? Because oftentimes we look and we say, look at that slow biker. Yeah. Man, he's not giving it his all.
0: No, <laughs> I <Yeah>. am. <laughs> it's, well, it's so important not to be judgmental, and mm-hmm. uh, and I liked Henry B. Iring a couple years ago. Shared a quote about um, that fifty percent of everyone, yes, yeah. is, is is struggling, is going through something yeah. major right now. Yeah, and and then he shared. He goes it's in his experience, and he's like eighty-nine years old. Yeah. I'm not sure how old he is. That was a guess. Um, his experience is it's, the number's higher. And yeah. so, you know what? Some, some Being able to bike up that hill might be all somebody can do this. Mm-hmm. Being able to walk up the hill might be all somebody can oh, do yeah. Um, uh, It's not for us to judge. It's not for us to whatever. Mm-hmm. This is a very internal, introspective opportunity yes. for us to make ourselves yeah. better. It's not for us to be like, hey, Kev, I think you could probably do better on that. Bike. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, if you just put in a little more effort. Yeah.
1: Just uh, try it a little bit me. harder.
0: That's for you to like yep. identify how what opportunities. That's uh, right. Anyway, that's what that's that's my I'll get off my
1: soapbox again, but no, it's a lovely um, soapbox that you've got there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so important for us to just be internal and introspective on, yeah. on so many of these talks. And I know that it, the, there's a very real risk for many members to be like so-and-so needs to hear this talk and it's like we need to hear this
1: talk if you're thinking someone else needs to hear this talk then you're the one that needs to hear this talk yeah and it it
0: applies every talk applies the
1: same and it is good for everyone to
0: hear the talk (laughs) but if we're not actively doing something about what we've heard then we're just judging we're just being judgmental and we're not really willing to put in the change we're just tossing in our coins and we're walking away
1: yeah, the gospel is really simple. Uh, love God. Love one another. Uh, <laughs> don't judge. <Yeah.
0: laughs> well, I, uh, I I tell you what, I'm grateful for good friends who, uh, who encourage me to be better without judging me on how, and, and how I'm trying to be better. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm grateful for the time we have to, to meet and discuss and go over general conferences because uh, I don't get as many general conference lessons as, as most Um, elders do i get i get to hang out (laughs) with the young men and we have good discussions in there but it's not the same Mm -hmm. so i'm grateful for these discussions and i'm grateful for uh opportunities to to grow and to be better and to be uplifted by these discussions kevin
1: yeah i i'm i'm also grateful to to be able to meet with you and go over this lovely talk and and I, i want to bear testimony that as we do try to apply this in our lives like we said once again this talk is about your heartfelt all what are you doing internally to draw closer to the lord and to have him as your center point to have jesus christ as sort of your your waypoint that you're looking for and it's not do it all the talk is very clear you're not here to do it all you're not here to do everything but how can you internally grow better Uh, or grow more and i bear testimony that as i have done this at different stages in my life right we go through stages where we do this well and then we don't we do this well and then we don't that as i've done this and tried to have more of a focus on christ uh the blessings have always outnumbered the sacrifice that i've given up without a doubt that there's joy that our father in heaven that the atonement of our Savior Jesus Christ makes up that difference significantly. <laughs> and it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. So if there are things that you're like, oh, no, I couldn't just, I, this is inhibiting you. This is something that is getting in the way of your growth. I challenge you as you're listening to this talk to identify something that you could work on. I know as soon as I did this talk, something popped into my head. I'm going to share it. Whatever. Let's go there. Sorry, Todd. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, For Father's Day, my kids and my wife got me a card. And a Father's Day card said on the front, Dad, Dad, he's the man if he can't do it. And then you open up the page and it's got the exclamation marks for swear words. And it says, then tools and curse words will be flying. (laughs) Uh, but we love you anyways, dad. <laughs> so the classic standard is, uh, oh, dad needs to fix something. And if it doesn't go his way, he's going to curse about it a little bit. Maybe throw a tool. And so reading this talk, I'm like immediately, oh, I could probably work on that. Yeah. and Because ha- that's not a very uh, good example of a disciple of Christ Uh, If I've got to fix a leaky faucet and I'm going to throw a temper tantrum and curse and throw a tool. So that was something that was to me, came to me as, you know, inspiration with this happening recently that I'm like, I could do that. So I'm going to work on that. I'm going to come up with a goal. Okay. well, when I go to work on something, I should go over what expectations are so that I can understand how I'm going to react when it doesn't go well make those serious choices so i implore whoever's listening to this lovely podcast to think something similar for you what can you change to center your life more on christ and sacrifice so i'm going to try to sacrifice cursing and throwing tools when things don't go my way and i'm fixing them (laughs) and i know that i'll be blessed far more than holding on to that and i leave that in the name of jesus christ amen
0: amen Thank you for listening give us a like follow or rating wherever you consume podcasts or come find us on instagram or spiritual
1: we hope you're uplifted by this general conference review don't forget to review and study the words of the prophets and apostles and we challenge you to find something from these talks which speaks to your soul and helps you to find meaningful growth and draw closer to our savior